Welcome to the Huddle 2018 podcast. I'm Jo Lyle, I'm the Managing Director of Mindshare UK, and I have an amazing panel with me today. Firstly, I have Ruth Zora, she's our Chief Product Officer. Hello. I have, I have Ryan Daly, Paid Social Manager. Hi, guys. I have Jeremy Pounder, who is a veteran of the Huddle podcast, <laughs> our Futures Director. Hello. And finally, last but not least, Alan Weech, our Chief Planning Officer. Just a veteran. Just a veteran. (laughs) You can't see this, but I can. I have a beautiful panel here today. I can see lots of smiling faces. Everyone's looking happy. Um, I'm assuming you've had a great day. Great day. Fantastic day. So today's huddle has been all about the new era of influence. We've been exploring influence from all angles. We've talked about media, brand, human, psychology, and tech. And I'd like all of you to tell me individually how you'd sum up huddle for yourself in just a few words. So Alan, starting with you. Uh, well, you said words like brand and media mm-hmm. and perhaps advertising and all that, and that is true. But for me, the best part of Huddle is you you know, you get a bit of escapism from your actual day job, so the psychology bit's been the most interesting. Yeah. I've attended Huddles that doctors have spoken at, uh, artists have spoken at. I just saw a, a sign kid who's a, a deaf boy who basically stood up on the wireless festival stage and signed for... It's never going to sound normal coming out of my mouth, but grime artists, there you go, I tried. This is do you know what end. grime is? Uh, <clears throat> I do now, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I can define it as well, I'm defining huddle. Um, but yeah, I really, like, I really like when it's talking about the psychology of things and the way we think, and, and so I think this year's theme has been really, really a good one. Good. Jeremy? Yeah, so for me, I echo some of the stuff Alan was talking about. I think um, there's been a big theme for me about the subconscious influence um, that we all that we all have, um, or the influences on, our, on how we behave that come from our, our subconscious. Um, we did a great session with uh, NeuroInsight looking at gender uh, and the gender of voice assistants and how actually our brains respond very differently to different uh, genders, whether we're male or female and whether the voice assistants are male or female. Um, and then I guess another big theme for me has been around how you know, technology companies can um, be influential in a, in, a, in, a, in a positive sense for humanity above and beyond what they do through their products. So we saw IBM talking about a great initiative they've got looking at um, climate change and uh, an initiative called Call for Code, which basically pulls together teams of coders to try and uh, come up with initiatives that help people on the ground in humanitarian crises. So lots of stuff going on in all sorts of dimensions. It's been a, been a great day. Great. Ryan? I think for me it was about how influencers are using their, um, their I guess, their influence for social change and for good. So... Uh, like one of the first things I saw was about CNN's journalists and reporters and how they are um, not trying to be activists but trying to give the facts and how that then leads on to social change and I think that's been a thread that I've noticed and taken throughout so I think that's been pretty cool. Great. And Ruth? I, I will finish with with the learning piece. I, I think I love Huddle because it's a, it's a day for you to learn about anything um, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity to to take that peripheral view on, on what we do and, and bring in different disciplines into, into the picture as well. But I love Huddle as well because it really tells me what's in. And I don't know if you noticed, last year it was all about sex bots. Yeah. This year there's donuts everywhere. So I don't know what's happening with donut as a pastry, but I'm going to start looking into it in quite I a bit of the detail donuts. after this. They're, they're everywhere. They're even on the wall. It's incredible. <laughs> what's about influence? Like it's a perennial influence, right? Food. People always exactly. do stuff for food. Definitely, definitely. So donuts and grime. 
Donuts and Grimes, what we've learned so far. 218. And the ice cream. Did you guys get the ice cream? No. Oh, it was good. What was good about the ice cream? Um, well, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was free. That's perfect. That is the ideal. Free food goes down well at Mindshare, always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's... Anything else other than freeness? <laughs> um, I had the avocado one. Cool. So um, you can kind of say it's healthy. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Chuck an avocado of, in. Lack of guilt. That was good. Perfect. <laughs> so it might just be the sessions that I went to, but I saw a lot of actual influences today. Um, and something that really struck me is they've all got a very different perspective around the responsibility of being an influencer and what it really means to be one. Um, and maybe it was kind of the, the extremes of the sessions that, that I went to, but I saw uh, a panel that was largely made up from Made in Chelsea people and then another one that was made up of more kind of fashion influencers. And there was, there's a very big difference between somebody who... Um, becomes famous because they're on TV and therefore then starts to get a following v somebody who kind of Absolutely actively goes right. out as a with more of a professional mindset and thinks actually you know what people like what I'm saying about this they want to hear more from me and I'm going to turn this into into something so I'm just interested in like, what you guys have heard today um, and uh, and what you think please let me talk about this one go Alan go <laughs> Alan so no I hosted uh, in the morning two sessions that were Different titles with the same sort of thing. So uh, YouTube Creators was the first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. YouTube Sensations mm-hmm. was the second one, right? And I think that they were two very different panels on the same sort of subject. The first uh, group of uh, YouTube creators told stories like, you know, I, I started off at, in a job. I was young. I lost that job because of the economy. I ended up filming myself on YouTube. Uh, I, I had a TEFL course, so I basically started teaching English as a foreign language on YouTube. Next thing I know, it's my career. Um, I haven't looked back since. It's been the most amazing experience of my life, and I feel lucky, but there's a lot of hard work involved. I study the Google algorithms, all that sort of stuff. I, thought, I just thought that group was fascinating. I love mm-hmm. them to bits. The second group I saw was, as you were saying, Joe, at a different end of the spectrum. So these are professionals. They've been doing it for a very, very long time. Um, and so they, they were much more comfortable us answering questions about how would a brand in, you know, get involved with what you're doing and what would you do with advertising. And, you know, it's funny. The first group talked about authenticity. So did the second group. But the second group was far more, you know, I know what my personal brand is. I know how I've compartmentalized my personal brand. I, my personality split into three sections that I then use in so order to... So a bit to, less authentic then. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know how you want to take it. You know, it's, it, it was just, it was, as you say, two opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. You know, you can, you can, you can, you know, find your way in YouTube or, you know, you can do it somewhere else in more traditional channels and then mm-hmm. get into it. And, and, and honestly, the approaches are the same, but, but very, mm. you know, polar opposites. It was just, it was really fascinating. Because the first session I hosted was with um, Trinity Reach, and it was um, Have Reach Got News For You. And they, uh, you could see the level of professionalism in there around how much responsibility they, they take on for what they're telling people and how they're influencing them. And they're a casual influencer in the kind of the, the new sense, just does whatever they think. It's much more kind of spontaneous in the moment. And I kind of can't help thinking that that leaves people feeling quite confused around the information they're getting. So should you believe it more because it's coming from a professional organisation or should you believe it more because it's becoming from a real person who's actually thought about it more, who's put time and effort into really thinking about how 
how they communicate something and whose responsibility is that to, to kind of get that, that balance right? Any thoughts on that, well, Ruth? It's an interesting point because um, my first panel was with uh, News UK and they had a professor from the London School of Economics, Paul Dolan, that has done quite a bit of research around this element of, of what makes uh, someone or something, you know, because mm. it could be a medium as well, a, a good influence or a successful influence. And a lot of what came out in there is, you know, there's this notion of authority, there's this notion of trust, and there's this notion of being similar to you as, as the three key parameters. But mm. as we started exploring the topic further, there's also a notion of coherence, right? And I'm going to take your point. I think um, if you are being authentic, then you have to be coherent with that in everywhere you behave. And I think consumers nowadays, because of the exposure that they have to information across uh, particularly digital channels, they're questioning, you know, how coherent not only brands, but also the people behind some of those brands actually are. And, and when they feel something isn't quite right, they don't buy it as much, right? Our consumers mm. are very well informed. And so this was something that we explored in, in quite a bit of detail because obviously we are heavily influenced. Our subconscious mind, and Jeremy can tell us more about that because he, he's done that with NeuroInsight, plays a big role in terms of how we make decisions. Equally, however, that subconscious mind will tell us when something doesn't feel quite right mm -hmm. and, and will mean that we will take decisions with that influence as well. And I think we saw that come through in that conversation quite tangibly, and I'm hearing that from you too as well. So I wonder, Jeremy, if you had anything to add to that from a subconscious perspective. Um, well, I think the work we were doing, um, what we talked about today, was really about um, how people feel, how they interact with what, what potentially is going to become a highly influential source, which is digital assistance, voice assistance in the future. Mm. Um, and the dimension we were looking at was, was, around, was around gender, so we didn't necessarily look mm -hmm. at you know, all facets of how that influence takes place. But I think what we found, which, which, was, which was really fascinating, was we created exactly the same content um, in terms of the, the, a skill that people could interact with through, through Alexa. One had a male voice and one had a female voice, so word for word identical. But actually how people responded was, was quite different. Mm. Um, Pretty much everyone that finds a female voice um, more approachable. So there's a there's a, a metric in neuroscience called approach or withdrawal, whether you want to move towards something or, or move mm -hmm. away. But essentially, both genders find the female voice more more approachable. Um, but when it comes to processing information, what we found was that actually each gender responds more positively to their own gender. Oh, interesting. So so men in terms of memory encoding, in terms of the, uh, emotional relevance. Um, of, of a piece of communication have high levels of brain activity when it's a male voice and, and, and for women it's, uh, it, it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. So there's interesting you know, things going on there both you know, culturally, is that because of how the, the genders have been brought up historically. Um, we also saw differences by age, so younger people were much more open and responding to the female voice, older people to the, to the male voice, uh, interestingly. So you've got cultural dimensions, you've got generational dimensions. Um, and a lot of it is deep-rooted, but also a lot of it is about you know, how you've been brought up, your perceptions mm -hmm. um, in terms of culture and your, and your generation. Um, so, I can't remember what, the quite, what your question was, Ruth, but, but, <laughs> but I guess no in, terms, in, ter <laughs> in terms of the subconscious, what we found is uh, you know, how people respond to gender in the context of assistance is, is very variable. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, what tech companies take on, what brands take on from that... Um, you know, there's lots of different ways they could go with that in terms of how they develop services, um, which tap into that. That's quite interesting because I was in a talk with um, a woman called Dr. Julia Jones, and she is a um, psychologist and and 
relate particularly to music. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how everyone's brain pretty much responds the same way to when music plays. But I wonder if you talk about, if you throw in the different voices of, of male or female, mm-hmm. and whether or not people remember lyrics better from whether or not it's a yeah female singer or a male singer, or how that kind of flows into it and how that might change for mm-hmm. the... She's talking about it particularly in therapy, mm-hmm. but how that might come into it. Just a thought. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So on the subject of music, did all of you watch Helen and her hypnotism? Oh, I missed it. How was <laughs> it? I missed it. Uh, well, I, I, I couldn't watch, watch it. it for long. One of away. the things that he got her to do was to work out the song that, was, uh, that somebody else was singing in their head in the audience. Right. And I just can't really understand how that happened. That was quite, it was, it was quite so amazing. it did happen? It did happen, it did happen. So um, he well, got, he, he had a book, well, okay, here, here we go. So he had a book of songs, right? He gave the book of songs to somebody in the audience and said, choose one. Don't say it out loud, just um, when I tell you, you're going to basically sing it in your head. Um, and then he gave Helen a pair of earphones that she put in to block out the noise apparently around. And he held on to the end of the earphone cord. And then he said to the girl, right, start singing the song in your head. And after a while, Helen starts moving. I'm dancing, just so you know. <laughs> Helen starts moving. And then she's like, I don't know the name of the song, but then she's humming the beat, and it was really obvious that it was, it was Uptown Funk. And it was that song. It was quite... Like, that, that was probably the most sort of amazing bit about it, because the rest of it, you know, controlling your body, saying you can't move your feet, it was, you've kind of seen that, that sort of thing before, but how does that happen? Can anyone tell me? Jeremy, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're I, I have, Tell me how that happens. I have, I'm sorry, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea how that happens. That's like a sort of Darren Brown yeah, moment. It was, it was. Well, you know, we've got, we've got it on camera, so you can all um, rewatch it. it and we will right. circulate. But you know what's interesting? It's, it's these off huddles mm. sometimes end yeah. up being just as good, if not better yeah. than the huddles themselves yeah. and I, I love some of the stuff that we were seeing with, with virtual reality you know mm-hmm. I, I did the one where you walk down into the abyss and if you're afraid of heights as <laughs> I am oh it is a really challenging experience mm-hmm. even though you know you're not going to die I still walked out of there with my heart racing my palms sweaty mm-hmm. it was not pretty so mm-hmm. I, I love that experience that we get to have as well play with the actual media itself and, and have fun because I think that's what you end up remembering as mm-hmm. well. Did Definitely. you make the jump? I didn't jump. I was going for the cake and then I was <laughs> sensible enough not to follow the instructions of the crowd. <laughs> oh right, they want you to jump. Yeah. And then you experience the fall. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's why oh, would it's I? Ruth has her own mind. She's not, <laughs> not going to be influenced by the crowd. We, we know that. So actually, good point on, on the off huddles. Um, there's one in particular that I wanted to talk about and I wondered if any, any of you also um, visited it. So at Mindshare, as you know, we talk a lot about the audience being our number one clients and we try to, as much as we can, really get inside their heads. So the first off huddle I went to this morning was the one with Stylist mm-hmm. and it was the Empathy Museum. And the idea was you took a pair of shoes and you walk a mile mm-hmm. in that person's shoes. So. Um, I think I was first in they gave me a pair of shoes and she said oh do you mind what I give you because some of the stories are you know tougher than, than others so I was like yeah yeah that's fine so the, the one she gave me was it was really hard it was really hard to listen to it was very emotional um, so probably not the most uplifting start of the day but amazing and it's it whose shoes did you put on? Um, Sarah's um, she was a lady that was born in born in Mauritius she got um, 
polio. Um, she ended up marrying an abusive husband. Um, she was a nurse in the water. I mean, it was just kind of one awful thing mm. after the next that she had to, to overcome also being um, incredibly disabled while she did it. And she ended up being a, one of the volunteers at the Olympics. Um, and she talked about what that meant to her. So you just, obviously it makes you think about, you know, wow, your life is so much easier than, than so many other people. But that very act of physically walking in someone's shoes was really amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't done it yet and they're still here, I would definitely say, please go and do it because it, 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 was, it was very, very strong. Um, so, Alan, what was your favourite off-huddle? Um, my favourite off-huddle? Oh, I f after you talking about that, I feel a bit silly saying it's fine. that. <laughs> Huddle is all about the extremes of fun, right? So, uh, Twitter, where they have a, they have a little so booth where you, know, you go in and you can reenact famous memes. <laughs> and as we've discovered in my knowledge of grime, I recognised 30% of the memes I was shown. Um, but then I got, I got a handful of clients in there and we reenacted this ridiculous meme. Which then went out on hashtag MS Huddle, but it, yeah, it was it was yeah it was good because everybody got involved. It was, was it the boy and the girlfriend one. It was the boy and the girlfriend one. Yes, yeah, so you know, being extremely <laughs> open-minded, I'm 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 the I'm the the attractive girl walking towards the camera. I was also that one. Were oh, you? Yeah. Okay, well there you go. I've got a, I, and then I've got a male client looking back at me, and his girlfriend is very upset by mm -hmm. the whole thing. Cool. It's it's funnier than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go check it out. It's not possible. Jeremy? It's not possible. No, no, no. All right, you're up next. Uh, <laughs> mine is definitely uh, not that funny, I'm afraid, but I did have a, a, a great time at the Snap Yay. booth today. I've got mine as well. Um, again, this is probably not the best for, for audio because it's quite visual, but essentially <laughs> I've, I, I've got my... Uh, sorry, enhanced my Bitmoji. I already have my Bitmoji, but really pimped my Bitmoji. That's a thing. Uh, and create a series of little stickers that I can give out to people, you know, with mm. me on it. Be there soon, excellent, and my current mood, which is you know elated. Nice. Wow. Which is, which is you know always true. Yeah. <laughs> That's go. great. Cool, Ryan. I stole yours. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think my second favourite one was um, <laughs> it was the photo booth. Mm -hmm. It was the one where you put on crazy wigs. I was a, I was a judge with an idea, mm -hmm. a light bulb above my head. Mm -hmm. um, and just doing that with a bunch of people and getting loads of photos, you can send it to your phone. I might have it, but I'll bring it out later, maybe. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Cool. So, looking at most of your hair, I'm assuming the answer is going to be no to this, but we have Dyson in today um, demonstrating <laughs> their amazing hair dryer and amazing um, air wrap. Ruth, mm. did you try it? I didn't. I am fortunate oh. enough that my hair curls naturally. Oh, wow. Different that type of curl, though. Fortunate. Different type <laughs> yeah. of curl. Different type of curl. Mm. Um, but I was there to film it because I think it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And so I did catch a video of someone with much longer hair yeah. than me getting their curls done. And how awesome is it? It just looks amazing when they're doing it. And then when they pull it out, the so curls good. are perfect. Yeah. And they last because I've seen some people... Mm -hmm from the morning, going on through the day and getting phenomenal <laughs> results. Sorry guys, I don't think yeah. you'll get much much value out of it. But no. Alan, it, Alan's all natural curls anyway. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. On the Dyson front, are you going to speak more about the Dyson? No, you go for it. You go for it. <laughs> on the Dyson front, so I'm yeah. sitting there, I've got all these very influential um, YouTube um, creators in front of me, 
And one of the questions from the crowd, of course, was, you know, what are the brands that you'd most like to work with? Uh, and one of them who has like a gazillion followers was saying, oh, if only, if only Dyson would approach me. So I'm scribbling down, Dyson, <laughs> Dyson introduction. To... Um, so that was nice. Cool. Um, so I, I went and had a chat with her afterwards. I had Rizzle Kicks try and get a free vacuum. Accidentally said Hoover first, but then changed it quickly oh. to vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> that was a. Yeah. You know how to do that. Free vacuum. <laughs> Best celeb spot of the day. Oh, I'm so shit. Alan. Yeah, well, well, you know the dude from Stranger Things. No. no. <laughs> how do you mean you don't know the dude from Stranger Things? I know, the, I the police. The police yeah. dude. He was here. He, he, he was he was at Monmouth Coffee Shop oh. at lunchtime. Oh. <laughs> Does Alan. that count? No, it doesn't yeah. count. David Seaman. I didn't see David Seaman. I was standing next to the lovely Sean, and uh, he literally suddenly started flapping. Went, David Seaman, <laughs> take a picture much, of me, like take a picture Seaman. of me. So yeah, he has a nice selfie with him. Sean's quite tall. How much taller was David Seaman? Actually, they were a pretty good match. Okay. Um, oh. You check out my photo and see. Like, he had it on... Um, uh, a portrait as well. He wanted it to be a really good shot. So oh, wow. I, hope, I hope I didn't mess it up. Wow. Any other celeb spots? I'm just so bad at this. Are you? I, I could be standing in front of an Oscar winner and it isn't until someone comes to them. So I think I saw a few people today. You just don't Because I, I just, I had people around me coming and chasing them about mm-hmm. for selfies and things like that, but I totally... Well, who do we have in the building? We have Stuart and Stevens from Rizzle Kicks. Russell Kane. Yeah, Russell I saw Kane. Russell Kane. Oh. Your session this morning, Joe. He was yeah. very good. He was hosting something which he called for Reach, called mm-hmm. um, "Have I Got Reach Around for You?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have I got Reach for You? Yeah. Um, which we may want to edit out later. We'll see. <laughs> but he was uh, he was very funny. He uh, showed really how it should be done, and he had some people on, on the uh, on the panel doing the "Have I Got News for You?" thing, mm-hmm. who were less professional, but um, you know, trying valiantly. I think it's fair to say. But he did a great job, I thought. Okay, so let's finish off just by talking about the most thought-provoking huddle of the day. What are you really going to take away with you and and use? Um, Ryan, you look keen. I'm keen. The best one for me was the second huddle I saw, which was the I Am Whole, which all about was all about mental health um, and how in the last few years people have been getting uh, much more comfortable about admitting when they're feeling anxious, when they are able to when they're feeling stressed or depressed and mm-hmm. um, people having that language to talk about it more mm-hmm. freely and I think that's um, that has been really super and the whole idea about I Am Whole was um, it was started off in Brighton but it became much bigger about and I have a little black circle on my hand mm-hmm. which I is yeah yeah that's what does it mean it's a it's about the whole it's about a circle mm-hmm. and it kind of reminds me of the ring a little bit but that's because I've been watching horror films because of Halloween again but um, I think it's a really good cause and like they talked about how music kind of brings people out and can help people you know connect more deeply into what they're feeling and mm-hmm. um, because interestingly if you have a brain scan when you're listening to music the entire brain lights up mm. so music is mm. um, like taken by the whole brain rather than like the left wow. or the right side which is seems quite unique to me but cool. um, so yeah that was definitely my favorite one and the big thing I took about it was how like community spaces for people to enjoy music but also in general just to um, be with each other mm. is, seems to be like eroding away when through um, like difficulty in planning um, just laws which is uh, I think something that people are going to end up missing a lot but need to push more for 
and I think the idea about the influence and about the social change that was coming out was all about how people, when they work together, are able to actually make a change even if it doesn't feel like you are. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Ruth? So mine was in the uh, technology track and it was a session uh, called Can Machines Make Our Minds More Powerful? And the reason it was so interesting is because we had, we had an author, um, it was um, hosted by 5 by 15 and they brought in Alex Beard who has done a lot of work in education, has written a book around um, learning. Um, it's actually called Natural Born Leaders and he posed some really interesting questions throughout the session. It was one of the most interactive sessions I, I attended today. And, and he has this concept of, of dangerous ideas around um, how machines will affect us as human beings. He approaches them through the lens of learning. And, and he had this um, provocation, I guess, around us being able to be the ones that learn the best, to, to actually have a bit of struggle in the learning process, um, to be able to really embed whatever concepts you were learning. And, and this notion that automating minds is not the right idea, that actually augmenting them is, is much better. And he's done a ton of research, he's traveled all around the world, looked at different educational systems, why they work, why they don't work. And so he thinks we are at this cusp of an educational revolution. And so it was, it was a fascinating conversation and something that left me with a ton of food for thought. I am definitely getting the book and I'm gonna continue with, with the subject going forwards because I loved it. Great, Jeremy? Well, um, the two I did, I was a big fan of. Um, we're not really allowed to say that. The ones that, that you have. So, <laughs> yeah. Is that where you're related? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Alexa or Alex, which we, we, we touched on uh, earlier. Uh, another session I did, um, looking at one of our trends for 2019, um, which we're calling Real or Replica, which is all about our relationship um, with reality and our mistrust of information uh, on account of um, a lot of the, the, you know, the fake news. Uh, and you know, post-truth type of information mm -hmm. that we're seeing. So uh, we did a workshop with lots of participants to think about where that might go in the future. So that was sweet. <laughs> um, the REACH session was great as well. I mean, it was uh, very funny, very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, probably won't leave me with uh, you know, direction for the future in terms of you know, big ideas. So I was going to say my, my other session of the day, with, which was all with IBM, which mm -hmm. was all about their Call for Code initiative, Mm -hmm. uh, and the ability, I guess, for, for tech to be influential from, from the ground up in terms, in terms of some of these big issues facing humanity. That's my, my noble choice for the best side of the day. Great. Alan? So my favourite one was Harvard Business Review brought a doctor over, Dr. Nick Morgan, <coughs> who's a speech and language expert, uh, and he's worried about where the world is heading because we communicate increasingly in email and text, and he was basically proving out that emotion is very hard to understand. To, to those mediums, uh, and we are hardwired to actually read an email and think worst case scenario. So we interpret we interpret it in its most negative way. <clears throat> Something about tigers in the past, I didn't really follow that bit. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we talked a lot about that, and you know the crowd then went, well, what's the solution? Because the more senior you get in an organization, the briefer your emails become, and therefore, the people who are making the decisions are there's less communication, less emotion, and less ability to do the right thing. And he said something really interesting, which was, he says, um, he is single-handedly trying to push the increased use of emojis and GIF in, in 
He said an email, Ruth, so don't get excited about Teams yet. But I then, I because then, he doesn't know that you can actually then, use yes, chat yes, functionality yes, yes, yes. for that. Yes. But he basically was saying, cram as many emojis and GIFs as you possibly can into communications with your clients because that's the only way you can get emotion across in mm. this medium. And I just thought you, you, know, you shy away from it mm. and we really shouldn't. I thought it was a really interesting um, conclusion. Really good. That's good because Outlook literally just updated, so I think it can now include gifts, but couldn't before. So, but why would you, you if you're going to use Teams? Exciting! <laughs> <laughs> Final plug for Teams. Though. Exactly, exactly. Thank you, guys. So eight years in, it really amazes me how Huddle is still able to be so different every year to leave us with so much inspiration, so many different thoughts and, and, and ideas. And you know, from my perspective, long may it live. So Huddle always has two halves. We've had the inspirational and educational half. Now it's the uh, ever so famous after party. Um, this year we do have a DJ. It's not Grime, though, Alan, which I know is your favourite. I'll, I'll still come along. It, it's Garage. Do you know what that is? Was, was <coughs> I've some, got one. Someone <laughs> called it the, the Glastonbury of media, which I think is phenomenal. It is. You know, it is. Uh, we, we call it a festival of ideas, right? And I think that, that's what it's all about. And we work in an amazing industry that exposes us to so many different businesses, organisations and people. So we're incredibly lucky for that. And, of course, we're incredibly lucky to have all of you here today oh. participating on this podcast. So thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your day.